Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! On this episode of Losing Money with Andrew Bascom, we discussed UFC 266 from Las Vegas with the one, the only, the gambler. Let's do this. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name is Andrew Bascom, and this is your 20-ish minute sports gambling podcast where we discuss UFC 266. The UFC is back. The pay-per-view schedule has risen from its slumber, and now it's going to come fast and furious. We are going to have pay-per-views all the time, and we are going to be planning to do special episodes about these UFC pay-per-views with our MMA expert, The Gambler. You might have recognized him from his tease of the week, and we've we've tapped on him to do double duty. Actually, a lot of guys have done double duty this week. Obviously, on Thursday, we had the Ryder Cup episode. Friday, we had the uh, NFL Week 3 episode. And then today, the one you're listening to, we had the UFC 266, which we are so excited to lose money on. Betting MMA is unlike anything else. It happens so fast. You, you can invest so much into something so minute and so specific, you can either feel like the stupidest person in the world, and often, that's why you're on this podcast, Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. Hello, welcome. You're ready to lose money, so am I. Or everything breaks in your way. I have it knockout. I'm in the second round. I have this fighter. Bang, bang, bang. Oh my God. This card is is really, really great. It's unlike a lot of cards in which, you know, it could be very top heavy. There's like one, one really incredible fight. The rest are shit. One and two really incredible fights, like two championships, which we have one coming up very soon. And then a bunch of nothing. Or this one, where none of them exceed anything else, but the five cards on the pay-per-view are really good, and there's two cards, there's two fights on the undercard that are really, really good. So this is one to lose a lot of money on. So, the Gambler and I are going to break down our favorite picks from the top three fights. The two championship fights, and then Lawler and Diaz. Oh my god, Lawler and Diaz, Jesus Christ. But we are going to make so many more picks at Losing Money WAB, where we can make free daily picks... About anything. About about anything. Usually it's been about baseball the last couple weeks because we've been on a nice tear about that. But we're going to make more UFC picks over there. So these are the top three fight picks, but we've got a ton more over there. So at Losing Money WAB. Let's not waste any more time. The gambler's ready to go. We're ready to make some picks. Gambler, coming up next. With us now to discuss everything about UFC 266 is the gambler. Gambler, how you doing? Doing well. It's been a while. We haven't done a, a fight card together in a while. This is a great yeah. one. This is a great one to dive back into. Uh, there's mm-hmm. some some really old school fights or fighters, I should say. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it's a great great one to be a part of. Uh, you know what's so funny? It's 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 one of those cards that is more for actual MMA fans than than the than the spectacle fights. Like you you do very much have Diaz and Lawler and that's definitely taking up that that's checking that box of like, hey, do you remember these guys? You want to see them punch each other in the hand? You're like, yeah, absolutely I do. But like on top of that, there are five or six legitimate fights that are actually really good for MMA. And so it's just it's one of those cards where instead of like McGregor versus who the hell cares, this is this is an actual one where like top to bottom, you have to you have to tune in at nine. You actually have to watch the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. This isn't one of those cards you're gonna see like, you know, fucking Vin Diesel in the crowd and shit like that coming yes. to watch like yeah. Ronda Rousey or McGregor <laughs> or, you know, yeah. even John Jones and stuff like that. This is yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely more of a purist card. I mean, I'd say probably yep. Chevchenko is the is the the biggest name, um, and the rest of it is just yeah, some really good matchups. Uh, not the most popular fighters, but I I, I think on paper this card has a lot of potential to just be very entertaining and are just a really good MMA card. 
Yeah. Oh, no, I'm right there with you. And so, like, you know, after saying all that about purists and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, my pinking up while I'm drinking my beer kind of thing, we let's start off with Diaz Lawler. Let's start off with the absolute JSF, just some fights, two guys going in there. It's an interesting fight, but I'm giving it a lot of credit by saying that. It's really more of a nostalgia act and and bringing Nick Diaz back for, you know, he, the way he was the way he was ostracized from the sport was pretty unfair at the time. And now for him coming back, it's pretty good. But what are we going to get? Nick Diaz, a plus 125, Robbie Lawler at minus 140. How do you see this thing going? I mean, this is this is just a, a crazy fight for so many reasons. I mean, I'm sure people have read yeah. the headlines, but I mean, these guys fought in 2004, right? Like yeah. that's 17 years ago. Um, <laughs> I just like think about that. Like it's they crazy. fought 17 yeah. years ago. That's insane. Yeah. They, they fought before the iPhone existed. Like Seriously? They fought, like it's it's yeah, it's crazy how long ago this is. And on top of that, like we're talking about Nick Diaz hasn't really fought in seven years. He hasn't had a win in ten. And yet we're getting him out and he's the third billing on a pay-per-view and people are legitimately excited. And I don't want to take anything away from anybody. If you're excited at home, I'm not I'm not looking down on you. I'm glad that you're excited about something. I'm just baffled by this whole spectacle i I think if nothing else it it showcases the the aura and and almost Mm. the cult following that the diaz brothers have and and i think it's it's rightfully so because they are truly first of all they're unique personalities and and you know as we know mma has evolved into a sport it's not just about the the skill of the fighter or the fighter or you know in the octagon but personality uh you know has an effect and, and also their style. I mean, they just, you know, they, they go yeah. in there and it's it's a street fight. Every time those guys fight, it's it's a street fight. And, and that appeals to a lot of people. So it's unsurprising that, that you know, everyone's up, you know, just jacked up and, and excited for, for Diaz. And, and like you said, to me, the, it's, it's not as much that he hasn't fought in six years. I mean, that's or six and a half years like that. That is pretty ridiculous. The yeah. second stat, though, to me, is the more critical one, which he's winless since yes. October 29th of 2011, where he beat BJ Penn, who basically had at that point, we didn't know was going to turn into a human punching bag. But that's his last yeah. win, yeah. 2011 yeah. against BJ Penn. And, and that is like staggering. And, you know, in a normal circumstance or a normal fight, I would be shitting on Lawler because he's winless since <laughs> 2017, where he beat yeah, Donald yeah, Cerrone, yeah, yeah. who was another fucking punching bag. But yeah, you yeah. know, it's one of those ones where you know you've got Lawler on a four-fight skid. He's he's one, uh, you know, he's he's won one fight in his last six fights because before that he lost his belt to Tyrone Woodley. You know, he's a he's a total shell of his former self. And and you know, just for the record, I'm a big Robbie Lawler fan. I mean, I I, I loved him. Mm. You know, in in Strike Force, I, I he's an exciting fighter. He's just not the same guy. He's not that, you know, ruthless aggression like that that moment yep. when when him and Rory, you know, came into the middle of the octagon oh. in one of the most just oh. brutal wars we've ever seen and he, and he just pointed to the Amazing. center of the octagon and just started to they just started to unload on each other. Yeah. Um, you know, yep. that's one of the most I would say aggressive. He's one of the most aggressive, truly aggressive fighters or, or his fight against yeah. uh, Johnny Violent. Hendricks, where yeah. in the fifth round, he just like almost, you know, turned into like a, like a, like an animal. And mm-hmm. I've never seen somebody throw 
strikes with such reckless abandon than in that second yeah. fight where Robbie just some, something snapped. So, you know, he's a guy that, that really has this other level of aggression, but that, that guy's not around anymore. So you've got a guy who hasn't won in, in four fights versus a guy who hasn't yeah. fought in six and a half years. <laughs> like, yeah. And he hasn't won in a decade. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, it's, it's it's incredible because you're right. Robbie Lawler, like Robbie Lawler was fighting for a title shot in 2016. Like it's 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 hard to say like and that's still five years. And if we were talking about anybody else, we'd be like, yeah, and but in this case, this that is important. And his downfall was really attributed to the fact that he could not uh, stop takedowns anymore. He was just getting taken down at will. The grapple was really bad for him. The, the clinch was really bad for him. And because that old sport that he used to fight in where you stand in the middle of the ring and you punch each other until someone falls didn't exist anymore now out of the ice age walks nick diaz who still inhabits that sport and they're like hey perfect let's stand in the middle of the ring and punch each other i will say the only thing is like nick diaz and like take this for what it's worth nick diaz supposedly is in incredible shape still and blah 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 blah. but like he still does triathlons and stuff he's like an iron man so like i do believe that it's not like you know, if we got Tank Abbott to roll out of a bar somewhere. Or something. So <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I do think they're going to put on probably a show, but I, Gambler, how do you see this fight actually going? Like, what would your pick actually be? I, I honestly was looking for any kind of a, of an in or, or something to, to steer me. I, I didn't find much uh, aside from yeah. this, the fact that, and you highlighted it, you know, Robbie Lawler's weaknesses, especially lately are against fighters who grapple. And fighters who have yep. high output, right? You look at RDA, you yes. look at Colby Covington, you look at Neil Magny. These are guys that just outpaced and basically overwhelmed Robbie Lawler. Nick Diaz, despite being, I think, an extremely talented grappler and obviously a jiu-jitsu ace, yes. chooses to stand in front of people and just throw punches. But yep. he's a volume striker. And, you know, Nick Diaz six and a half years ago unlimited gas tank right that's what that's what yes. him and his brother knows. Unlimited gas cardio. tank. now yeah even though he's doing triathlons and he's vegan and all that stuff is it is it gonna yep, yep, you know yep. age is age so for that simple fact of i'm 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 leaning more towards uh leveraging lawler's weakness rather than the fact that diaz hasn't fought so i'm i'm by a hair leaning towards and i'm going to take diaz money line plus 125 yeah, I am. I am with you. I can't believe I'm doing this. I thought I was going to be swerving here, but like, I I think you know one of the stupidest arguments I can take is that he's fresh, but uh, <laughs> he hasn't been punched in the face in six and a half years. <laughs> yeah, like that could go two ways. Where it's like, man, he hasn't been punched a lot. That's really good. Or he gets punched and he's like, man, that sucks. Um, yeah, I'm I'm also going plus one twenty five, and I am actually going to try. The knockout at plus 600 for Nick oh, Diaz. Oh, sensational. I know sensational. <laughs> I know. I love the number. I don't love the bet, but I love the number, and that's why it's only a sprinkle. But it's just one of those things where I think you can gas Lawler a little bit more, and and the the, the actual miles in the ring is going to age him, and I think, I think Diaz can knock him out. So that's where I'm going. I love it. 
Yeah. Okay, so out of that one, out of that mist of who knows what's going to happen, it's going to be entertaining, probably, comes something that will be unentertaining for a different reason. We're going to take Valentina Shevchenko versus Lauren Murphy. Shevchenko right now is a minus 1,350. Usually you don't see four, nine, four numbers after one after the minus sign there. But, Lauren, but Valentina Shevchenko is one of the most dominant fighters in the world. Gambler, how long do we should we talk about this here? Yeah, I mean, this is like, a, I like to call these laser beam fights because they're just, they're so precise. Um, you know, yeah. somewhere in Vegas or somewhere in the world, some idiot is, you know, laying money on Lauren Murphy and, and you know, bless, yeah, yeah, bless yeah. that guy's soul. Um, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I find us talking about this often. If, if Amanda Nunes is considered the GOAT, Chivchenko yep. is easily the second to that. I, I would actually argue that based on the rate at which they're fighting, Chevchenko could surpass Nunez as the GOAT. Now, there's going to be the naysayers, yep. right, that say, yep. well, uh, Nunez has two wins over her. Yeah, but go watch those fights. You're talking about razor-close fights. Nobody razor really took decisions. any major damage. Nobody landed any yes. big razor-thin decisions. So on paper, yep. herself as the superior fighter, not in my opinion. So there's a there's a case to be made that Chevchenko could be and and may become the 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 female goat uh, and is easily one I, of the best fighters. Period in, in MMA right now. Oh, I I completely agree with you, and I think a lot. I think that's actually stressed too much. That was like, well, Nunez beat her twice, and you're like, uh, they were razor thin and a different weight class. So like, I just think those are like important notes to bring up. Like, you know, no one's gonna go like uh, Adesanya. Like, oh, he's he's not a very good fighter. It's like, why? Well, he lost in the next weight class up, and you're like, well, he lost to a good fighter, and it was not his weight class. Yeah, like, I don't really think too much about it anymore. And I think Shevchenko's got to be in the same one. Obviously, we're not talking about this fight directly because this fight itself is. Kind of uninteresting. This is it is you know funny enough. We talked about Nunez. It is a little bit of a Nunez problem where they're trying to prop up some people to fight these two. They they they're running out of opponents that will legitimately give these people an actual run. Shevchenko is just truly one of the best in the world at what she does, and and the best part about her. And to be honest, there's a lot of similarities between her and uh, Volkanovski. Who we're going to talk about in a second. But in the way that they're just so well rounded, they're so smart in the ring, and they're so pinpoint accurate with what they do that it's kind of hard to pick a weakness here. They're like, well, if we exploit this one thing, Shevchenko could fall. I, I don't see one. No, absolutely. I, I, I agree with all of that. I mean, she is, you yeah. know, the reason we're talking about her as the GOAT is, is primarily for that reason. There's there's no kinks in the armor. Mm -hmm. She does it all. She, you know, lately has been leaving her fights without any scratches, no damage. I mean, she's she's yeah. going in there and like a surgeon just taking care of, uh, of her opponents. Now, you know, I will say that out of some of her most recent opponents, um, I would say Lauren Murphy is is kind of, I would say, earned this title shot. It's it's not as much of a feeding her to the wolves as, as some of the other people. I mean, she's got yeah, a, yeah. you know, albeit a close one, but an impressive win over Calderwood. She's gotten a win over yeah. uh, Maude Ferry. Um, you know, right. Andrea Lee, split decision, not going to put a lot of faith in that one. But, you know, she's, she's earned the shot. The problem is she's going up against one of the best fighters you know, yeah. one of the best female fighters ever. And this is a fight where I have to look for value because, you know, yes. we're not going to take the money line. So, you know, no. I, I've seen a couple bets um, that I think make some sense. The one that I like the most that I, I, I think I'm just going to take as a straight up, you know, that could be one to two units is Chevchenko inside the distance, minus 170. Okay. 
Ooh, that's good. I thought that was going to be higher. No, it's just inside the distance. You know, you're talking about Chevchenko is, let's see now, she's won three out of her last five by TKO KO. So she she is finishing her fights. She does go to decision from time to time, but this is one where I just think it's, again, it's going to be like a laser cutting through this. Uh, I do have some sprinkles, which I like, which is uh, Chevchenko KO TKO plus 120. Okay. And nice. I've got Chevchenko to win in round two, doesn't matter how, plus 350. And Chevchenko nice, to win like in that. round three, plus 650. I will throw this yeah. out to the people. Of all of Chevchenko's wins since 2013, none of them have happened in the first round. When she finishes her opponent, Ooh. it's the second or the third round. And then, of course, decision is decision. But she has not finished anybody in the first round since 2013 and that wasn't even in the oh, UFC. Wow. So keep that that's in mind. That's an amazing stat. Yeah, that's an amazing stat. I honestly am trying to find value here too. I think I'm putting Shevchenko's in a ton of parlays this weekend, you know, with the Ryder Cup and with football and with anything else going on. I'm just going to try and find value there. And I am also going to be doing the via uh, KO at plus 120 there as well. Yeah, I think that's the the best we can do really at this point. Shevchenko is going to win, you know, unless something truly remarkable happens. But it's just going to be trying to find some value in that win so you can enjoy it on top of the mastery of mixed martial arts. Absolutely. Okay, let's get to the main event. This one has been interesting because it's it's been trying to been happen a couple of times so far already. It's Alexander Volkanovsky minus one seventy five versus Brian Ortega at plus one fifty. Gambler, where are we going with this one? This is a tough one. I mean, you 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 kind of alluded to it earlier. Volkanovsky is one of the most well rounded fighters. Um, he's mm-hmm. he's a highly skilled fighter. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't look at him as like a guy with like just uh, natural talent. He just seems to be you know, a lot of skill. Um, and, you know, some things that stood out to me about this matchup is I, I can't get over the beating that Ortega received yeah. at the hands of Holloway. I just, I can't yeah. ignore that. I can't get over that. That that was one of the worst, like you, you were watching like a, a grown, it's like as if there was a grown man beating his like young son or something like that which is, you know, a terrible analogy, but it's just how it looked. Like, just he had his way with them. There was Yeah, that's not us condoning it. We we don't condone it. We're not not condoning. condoning. No, absolutely. Don't don't, beat your kids. No, absolutely not. Don't Max Holloway to your child, Brian Ortega. Please don't do that. That's bad. But... but, if he did that would be that would be the kind of fight that we saw against Holloway Ortega, and just just a, and like a constant beating too. Not like it it, it yeah. didn't ease up. So so that stands out to me. Um, you know, you're mm. talking about a guy in, in Volkanovski who's beaten uh, Holloway twice. Now I will say for the record, mm-hmm. I disagree vehemently with one of those decisions, and then the other uh, one could have wondering. gone either way. But but I absolutely don't think that he beat. I'm trying to remember that the fights were kind of similar. Well, the, I think the it was the in first, first one was fight. the split decision. Uh, yeah. The first one was the split decision. The second one was unanimous. I, I vehemently disagree with, I think, their first fight. So yeah. that being said, you know, even if, if you think Holloway got robbed, the point is Volkanovski went toe-to-toe and it was a close fight, you know, versus a mm-hmm. guy in Holloway who had his way with, with Ortega. Now, Ortega looked yeah. noticeably better against the Korean zombie, but I just think Volkanovski's a different, different animal altogether. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think Volkanovski, this is one of my more confident bets of the whole card. And obviously at Losing Money WAB, we're going to post all the other free picks that we're going to be putting out there for the rest of the card. But for this main one, this is legitimately one of the most my most favorite bets that I have uh, going into this card at all. I love Volkanovski minus 175. I love him via decision at plus 185 on a sprinkle there. I, I really feel confident in this one. Ortega is a very talented fighter, but my God, he is a frustrating guy to watch sometimes because he loves putting himself into a hole on the scorecard and then miraculously pulling it out. You know, pulling out a second round win, pulling out a third round stoppage. He loves doing that. And it, you know what? You're getting older. Your instincts slip a little bit. You can't keep doing that. And against it's not against a the precision of Volkanovski, it's not a strategy that that gives you longevity or or gives you an illustrious career. That that will catch up. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And against somebody like Volkanovsky, who is who is precision, who is so well rounded, you are not. You're. It's he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and you're gonna get in a lot of trouble like that. I think you know just more than anything, like he outstrikes people, he takes down people. Like he's averaging two takedowns per fifteen minutes. Like he's not. It's not like he's. It's not involved part of his game. And the other crazy part about Volkanovski, he's five foot six, so he's a little short for the division. But his arms are seventy one inch reach. That is in absurd. That's, in, that's is his father an ape? Yeah, that's what unreal. Is that that's all about? unreal. Unbelievable. He's a two inch reach advantage over Ortega, who is like three inches taller than him. It's that's, crazy. That's so, freakish. Yeah. I've, I, I, yeah, I just, to be honest, I love this one. I'm not even crazy about Volkanovski as a fighter. I don't think he brings a lot of personality to the ring, but I just, I think this is one of the ones that make a lot of sense to me. So I'm loving the Volkanovski minus 175 and via decision plus 25. Where are you going on this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, I'm, I'm taking the Volkanovski money line minus 175. Um, I'm mm-hmm. sprinkling decision at plus 150. Um, and I'm also looking at, Fight going the distance, minus oh. one forty. So it doesn't matter who wins. I kind of like that a little bit ah, too. That's good. Yeah. No, that's that's good. I like that. See, that's a good way of doing it. Just way they do it with Shevchenko, and you said inside the distance, no matter how it happens. It's kind of like the same thing of going to the decision that way. Uh, on top of it, you know, I, I the only thing I'd say the opposite way around it is that if you're looking at Ortega and you're looking to put money on Ortega, yeah, you could take the plus 150 before the fight starts. But if you believe in the strategy that we're kind of talking about, maybe you sit to the end of the first round and live bet this one because Ortega will probably be down on the scorecards. Just knowing the last couple of fights he's gone through or his career at this point, he'll be down in the first round and then he'll somehow pull out a victory. If you believe that's going to happen, a live bet might be your best friend on that one. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a that's a great suggestion. The only thing that scares me with this fight is the COVID factor, and and the fact that mm. Volkanovski had COVID uh, a few months yeah. ago. It took that's him out point. of his fight, and I mean, from what I've heard, it was bad. Like he was, you know, Instagramming or tweeting about you know the fact that he thought he was going to die. He said he was like you know yep. nearly hospitalized, and you're talking about it, this is an elite athlete, right? So so he had. Yeah. You know, uh, sounds like a very bad bout of COVID. And this is one of those things we have no idea because it's, you know, COVID hasn't been around for that long, how yep. he's going to look after that. Right. We, we, we haven't really That's seen, uh, in, in, in all of the sports that have been affected by COVID, you could argue MMA has not been, you know, thus far that directly affected. We haven't seen a lot mm. of the, of the premier fighters or the high level fighters or the, or the popular fighters, you know, contract COVID and then, you know, just fight within a few months for us to gauge how it may or may not affect them. So that's just something I'm going to throw out there as a next factor. But, that's you know, to point. me, I'm leaning on the stats. I'm leaning on what we talked about, about their styles. I think Volkanovsky 
is a more well-rounded fighter, better footwork, better mm-hmm. striking. I think Ortega has the power advantage, but I, I like the Volkanovski pick. Yeah, there we go. So it sounds like we're kind of in line on a lot of the bets that we just gave out today. You know, and and how could we not be? How can you not take Nick Diaz, former strike weight, strike force champion? You know, like how can you not? <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, I bless you. You're new to the sport, and I appreciate that. That's really awesome. But strike force used to be a small promotion. You know what's so funny? Just looking back on some of this stuff too is like Nick Diaz's last three fights: Carlos Condon, George St. Pierre, and Anderson Silva. You're like, what a quaint like time capsule <laughs> like to open up. I just I hope that when the uh, when the pay per view airs, they're showing highlights of Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler one from 17 years yes. ago because that that would just be amazing with like the the bare bones octagon and the you yes, know shorts with shorts stitched on sponsor <laughs> logos and and all that awesome stuff. Or Condom Depot. Oh, yeah. I love oh, it. Yeah. Be, it be, oh God, it'll be a nice it'll be a nice trip down memory lane. Okay. Gambler, you're the best. We're going to post your picks at Losing Money WAV where you can see it and you can tail it. You can tail us. You can go against us. We can't wait to hear from you. But Gambler, we'll be, we'll be definitely talking next week to talk the NFL again. It's it's uh, it's a great card to get back together on. And uh, no, I'm excited for this one. This is going to be good stuff. Okay, that's it. That's all. Thank you so much for listening to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. Can you please rate, review, subscribe, do what you need to do to get this in the ears of more people. And the way that you can really help doing that, at Losing Money WAB, give us a follow, give us a like. That helps a long way too. Plus, we're giving you something. Free daily picks. Like, what more do you want from me? Four episodes a week? I'm sure there will be some week where we have to do that. So I shouldn't shouldn't joke about that. But yes, we are going to keep putting out lots of content and we appreciate everyone that's listening. Three podcasts this week, three rounds in a fight. Thank you so much for losing money with Andrew Bascom and have fun losing money on the UFC. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!